right, hello everybody, and welcome back to the Double M Radio Games Cast, episode number forty-four. As always, I am your host Ryan, and I'm joined by my lovely cohort of co-hosts. Actually, this time, Brett. Hello, Wyatt. 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 No, and Alex. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> well, Wyatt. it almost oh, went off without a hitch. <laughs> almost. That's okay. We'll get him back. But we got a, an action-packed show this week, as I think most people listening can probably expect from the wild roller coaster that has been the past week in games news in general and the stock market. Normally, we don't talk about the stock market, but guess what? GameStop's made some waves. So we're going to be oh talking about that. Uh, and we've also got some impressions from the medium. The new pseudo-horror game. Hello? Yeah, you Hello? did it. We, we got it back. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Welcome back to the world of living. All right. It's good to be back. <laughs> okay. So we're going to go ahead and get started with some, some basic news from the week. Just the, the, your average news, the stuff that doesn't really uh, amount to much. So, and I say that, but actually we have some two really sad bits of news this week. <laughs> Uh-oh. Um, okay, so first of all, uh, there was a bit of an internet rage, after, not rage, but interest in an actress after uh, Resident Evil Village's uh, visual demo. Had, a, had an actress that people kind of fell in love with. Unfortunately, that actress, uh, Jeanette Mouse, died very recently of colon cancer. No. So, oh, no. It was a sad, sad time. People were very, very sad. And again, in the games industry deaths, one that I think is probably going to hit a lot of people is Horizon Zero Dawn's lead designer and concept oh. artist, Mike Nash. Passed away at age 36. Uh, we, we don't have a given reason. It could be from anything. I think likely it was probably complications from something. But uh, yeah, he, they shared a bunch of concept art from him. Stuff that never made it into the game. And it's all fantastic. It's really sad considering that he is one of the people that really made Horizon Zero Dawn what it was. Uh, so hopefully that legacy continues in Forbidden West. But for now... We've unfortunately lost a, a really good artist, so sad to see that happen. But we've got some better news. All right, we got some some nice things. So normally, a demotion of someone in a game studio probably wouldn't be considered nice news, but we have a bit of a unique situation where Yakuza's the Yakuza franchise's creator, um, Nagoshi, was overseeing. Uh, Cap, uh, not Capcom, Sega as creative director, or not creative director, he, he's overseeing it as the CCO, the chief creative officer. He has stepped down and basically demoted himself to creative director, so that, it, which for those who don't know this role in Sega, the difference is basically the uh, chief creative officer is overseeing things, the creative director is actually influencing the game a lot more. So he kind of stepped down so that he had more control over the franchise, which is actually really cool. It's a neat thing to do. And I'm curious to see who they get to replace him. Alright. We have some more news about Gary's Mod sequel, the S-Box, which has kind of been like vanished from a very long time. Like Nobody's heard anything about this for... 
for what There's feels a like sequel for Gmod. Yeah, I didn't even know there was a sequel. Yeah. Well, because it was announced like ten years ago or something, and then kind of vanished off the face of the earth. So it's ten happening. It is happening. Wow. Okay. Just it's like made some them. major progress. Looks really cool. Is, is that all we, that can really be said? Is that it's happening? Well, it, it's made major <laughs> progress. So basically, we have video of a bunch of the like mechanics right now. Um, so it's essentially like a super advanced Gmod. Uh, it's it's kind of like in the vein of things that you would expect from something like Dreams almost, but it's a little more gamey. So. I think fans of Gmob will be excited to see this. It's got its own like art style and everything. Uh, I'm curious to see what it ends up actually looking like. And it's not just source mod format. Uh, hey, Wyatt, I got some news I think you're going to like. Ooh, okay. Deep Rock Galactic has broken two, mi two million copies sold. I'm literally playing that right now. <laughs> Which is... I didn't even plan that. I did not even plan that. Which is wow. huge for an indie studio. I'm, uh, that makes me yeah. so happy, legitimately. And it's a, it's a wonderful game. Absolutely recommend it's, checking it out. I think I mentioned it as like one of my runner-ups for Game of the Year uh, during our awards episode. Yeah. I, I absolutely adore that game, uh, and I put way too much time into it, more than I'm willing to admit. So, yeah. Uh, it's good stuff. <laughs> All right. Now, I think we mentioned uh, two weeks ago a mod called Fallout the Frontier. A super interesting mod with a lot of creative talent behind it. Unfortunately, that mod has now been oh. hidden by its creators on the Nexus Mod site because one of the uh, developers was found to have posted some, some pedophilic art. Yeah. Oh, so... Uh, this is an interesting scenario because I think this is the first time that the development team has taken a mod down, especially of this size, uh, because of this kind of issue. And basically they released a statement saying that the team itself was like deeply uncomfortable after they found this out. So they're having conversations about uh, possibly cutting out some of that content. And that that's also been reactions from people is that overall the mod's got some really, really cool stuff, but there are some scenes that are... A little problematic is at best. Just not not necessarily things I think people want to see in a Fallout game. Uh, it gets very dark and, and talks about some topics that maybe aren't great. Yes. So, yeah, I'm not going to go into detail about it, but you can totally look it up if you want to. There's some really interesting um, stories around it right now. But in general, impressions were, I think, pretty positive, especially considering they managed to make stuff like vehicles work in New Vegas's engine. <laughs> Which is uh, kind of bonkers. That's something people kind of didn't think was possible in Gamebryo. So stroke of programming luck and an immense amount of talent. <laughs> yeah, just like yeah. <laughs> immense amount of like creative workarounds to things that the engine can't do. It's like New Vegas is the game that infamously the way a train was programmed is that it was on an NPC's head that walked around. Oh. So like, what? <laughs> yeah. Wait, that, uh, wait, wait. Roll that. What? Back. So what? what <laughs> If, if you've never seen the image, there's an image of how trains are handled. It's either in Fallout 3 or New Vegas. I think it's New Vegas. It could be both. Uh, where the way trains moved around, because you couldn't actually like ride them, um, they just moved, is that they were on top of the head of a, a character that would just like run around <laughs> the track. <Sick. laughs> what? Oh, Bethesda. What? What? Oh, wait, <laughs> why? Bethesda, but it's amazing. Yeah, Bethesda. 
Bethesda. That's like the way it's I Bethesda's would program engine. something. Wait, New, New Vegas was do. still Obsidian. New Vegas right? was Obsidian, but they made it with Bethesda's engine. So. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know if that was Fallout 3 or 4. It, not 4. It definitely wasn't 4. It was Fallout 3 or New Are you Vegas. you telling me with all these vehicles, it's just a bunch of, it's just a bunch of people attached to vehicles running around? Is that what's going I mean, on here? Yep. I mean, really, that's what we do in real life. We, uh, we, I mean, we hey, run yeah. around inside cars. Oh, sure, sure. Uh, all right. right. Obviously. The, so, some of us might remember a little game that came out by the name of Bleeding Edge. Bleeding Edge no. was Ninja Theory's uh, yeah. multiplayer thing. Uh, they have announced that they will no longer be supporting Bleeding Edge. Surprising absolutely oh. no one. The game that got almost no marketing, released to zero fanfare, and just kind of died immediately. So, Well, also, I think part of the problem was that it was being made by a studio that just... Not that, there aren't, that they can't make a multiplayer game, but it's made by the guys who did uh, Hellblade. And so it's just not typically what you would expect from that. They don't have know? like the multiplayer fan base already existing, which usually yeah. helps those games. They their their fans want something, you know, single player, story based, narrative, something or other, not you know. Especially because like, like Senua's Saga, it it's or not Senua's Saga, Hellblade, in general wasn't super lauded for combat. Like it was good, but the thing that people loved was the uh, the narrative and the way it handled psychology. So yeah. I think that, that probably meant a lot of their audience didn't have the overlap they were looking for with a multiplayer. Um, there, there's a certain type of psychology you can, uh, you can examine in multiplayer, and it's not a good type. Yeah. No, it's, it's the 12-year-old right. the type. All right. So we got some, some interesting things to talk about with a certain stock this past week and a half or so, <laughs> known as GME, otherwise also known as GameStop. So you may have heard of them. For the little mom and pop company, <laughs> it's almost impossible for you to not have not heard about this by this point. I think it's been on most major news platforms, uh, but there's a lot of developments, and the interesting thing here is that like GameStop is the catalyst for this. Like, <laughs> I just find that hilarious. So yeah. how? A, a quick little question: How close was this to our last episode? Is it like, was this another instance of uh, something happening right after we do a? Uh... uh, pretty close. It was like mm. Wednesday of last week, is I think when it really started kicking off into major oh, that, news lines. So, yeah, uh, not not super close to when we do our normal stuff, but it, it's just been such a rapid fire <laughs> set of days. So, for a bit of an outline on this, because it, it is a little bit hard to understand, the gist of the matter is that a couple of hedge funds, which are essentially very rich investment companies, uh, took out something called shorts on GameStop, which means they expect the company to do worse at a certain point in time than when they buy the shares. Basically, they're borrowing shares of GameStop from someone else, and they're saying they're going to sell them back to them down the line for less to make money. Of course, that is not what happened. Uh, people can see. So everything in the stock market is pretty visible, right? It has to be to prevent uh, manipulation. So people knew that there was a lot of short interest in GameStop, which meant they know there's a lot of people that have short calls on GameStop. Uh, they don't know when they expire. They don't know that kind of thing. But it does mean that there are people that have to buy GameStop stock at the price it's at when that short call expires. 
So what they knew essentially is that if they bought that stock and held onto it as a, a lot of people, if a lot of people did that, they could essentially boost the price to the point you would be making what they're making right now. Um, so they're making a ton off of this because basically GameStop stock was like $4 at a certain point in the past few months. Uh, this it, the average I think was around fourteen dollars. Right now, GameStop is worth like three hundred to five hundred dollars per share. So people could have bought it for four dollars and be selling it for five hundred dollars. Um, oh, that that feels good. <laughs> yep. And where it gets even crazier is if people don't sell, if they continue to not sell, the stock price is just going to go up until something happens. Nobody really knows what's going to happen because this has never really happened before. This isn't the kind of thing that the stock market is built to handle. Uh, so where the ceiling is for this, we really don't know what that's going to be. The big thing that a lot of people don't realize is right now you can still kind of get in on this and like boost that stock price if you want to. But it's always a risk. Like That's the thing with the stock market. There's always a risk. And the big thing here is eventually that stock's going to hit the point where enough people start selling that the short interest is not there anymore. They'll essentially have been able to buy out all the the shares they could have, right? So that means eventually this price is going to plummet. So it's essentially a ticking time bomb at this point <laughs> for everyone who has it. As long as everyone keeps holding on to it, the price keeps going up until people start to cash out, at which point it's going to go down. So I, I'm very curious to see how this whole saga is going to end. Um... <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just a very interesting thing. I don't know if anyone else has other things they, they want to ask or are curious about with this. But I mean, I don't know if I really understand the stock market enough to like <laughs> comment, I guess, but um, I, I get like the basic gist of it, obviously. I think that's where most people are coming from, is this is just kind of interesting. It's not really something that's super understandable, even to someone who does know the stock market, I think, because it, it's unfortunate. I think the big misconception here is a lot of... Uh, so, well, not a lot, but some news things have been calling this like market manipulation. It it's not because it er, everyone can see that there's a lot of short interest in GameStop, and when a company takes out a short call, they know it's a risk. And in this case, it was a really bad risk. Like they took out so much money's worth of those calls that they they knew at some point they were gonna have to buy back. So. It was kind of inevitable that something like this would eventually happen with a stock. Uh, it's just curious that it, it is GameStop that it's happening with. I mean, like, from all the stuff that I've heard, what's going on is perfectly legal to happen. Oh, yeah. Like, the stuff that people are getting so upset because they're the hedge funds losing money and they're, you know, yeah. calling this amoral a or illegal and in, in so, somehow but I, I mean the people who were initially trying to benefit off of it were trying or from what it seems like we're trying to profit off of other people's misfortune because i mean yeah that's what the hedge well fund is doing absolutely 100 yeah yeah the hedge so fund is basically about calling it being immoral so yeah. like I, I find it kind of funny how they're they're claiming it as immoral but like you're the ones that are profiting off of it. because when a fund makes that short call what they're essentially betting is that a company's going to go out of business and that they want it to go out of business to get that payout so, yeah, yeah. It, it's really it's, morally, it's a pretty like crappy thing to do already. Yeah, but you know, here I thought the next financial uh, crisis would be uh, the auto industry. 
uh, like it was with Homes in 2008. But no, it was going to be with GameStop. Who knew? Be with fucking GameStop. Because because it has to be the yep. ultimate gamer meme. Of course. <laughs> and, and for those who don't know, the the group that like kind of pioneered this, if that's the right word to use, is Reddit's Wall Street Bets community, which has also undergone its own saga of it basically got flooded with market bots that were spamming other stocks to try and get people to get distracted from the GameStop stuff and not do it. Uh, wow. To keep the price from rising too high. And then the entire subreddit went down and went private for a few hours one day. And at that point, the GameStop stock crashed pretty hard. Like, it dropped $100 uh, within that few-hour span. And the, the, the site came back. Um, and then it was boosted back up, of course. So now... It's just like super interesting looking at that. Like <laughs> that bot interference doesn't seem right. Yeah, the bot interference is weird because I don't think anyone really knows who's doing it. Because I highly doubt these head fund managers are like botting a Reddit. Yeah, <laughs> like right, right. that seems. I don't know. I I could see it. I think it's, at some point they probably did get involved because it was really really weird to look at it. Like, it would just be flooded with, like, hundreds of posts every few minutes. Or not every few minutes. Like, every minute there would be hundreds of posts, like, telling you to to get into other stuff. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's a weird situation in general. Uh, and then, of course, what got even weirder is that Robinhood stopped allowing its users mm. to sell GameStop. Uh, which essentially means that if there's no sellers for a stock, the stock is worthless. Or, or if there's no ability to sell, there's no buyers, right? So you can't um buy more you can't sell it so you're just stuck at that position if there's no buyers there's no sellers or there's no if there's no buyers there's no ability to sell at a high price point so that is what we would call market manipulation yeah and <laughs> which is illegal I, I, it, it's so beautiful that that it's called robin i know it's just oh. the most ironic Totally-ic. yeah yeah just Oh, wonderful. S- such an example of irony is is truly rare in the world. Like this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, I, this is a gem. I think it can't just be one realize, crazy thing. It has to be this crazy mountain yeah, it's of It's gotta be a sequence. Because yeah. part of Robinhood <laughs> is owned by a company that I think had some some stake in that hedge fund. So oh. it's a little bit weird. I, I don't a hundred percent know how true that is. I think we do know that they had at least a little bit of a, a stake in that hedge fund. But again, that for a lot of companies, it'll probably be the case. Uh, and for most of them, it's probably not very much. So I don't know how much of that is actually true. Again, this is not a financial podcast where <laughs> we talk about video games, and this is just really interesting because it involves the games industry. So yeah, right. it's just a a super weird thing. The reality is at some point that stock is that bubble is going to burst, and what's called a short squeeze squeeze is going to happen, and that means that stock is going to skyrocket for a very short amount of time and it's eventually going to go down and I think the thing a lot of people getting in on it don't realize is that when that stock goes down you better be there to sell it or else you're going to be left with like $10 worth of GameStop it's going to go back to its normal price point so I think that's the thing a lot of people getting in on this don't realize is you really need to monitor this closely because if you miss out on that squeeze moment then you are out a lot of money if you bought in (laughs) Uh, anywhere past the normal price point of GameStop. So, I, I'm sure we'll have updates on that in the next week or so. It's going to happen soon, for sure. It's got to happen, like, <laughs> at some point. Um, but all right, 
we had another interesting stock market thing. CD Projekt Red, of course, had a big stock fall after Cyberpunk released. Can't imagine why. It's had now another stock rise because Elon Musk tweeted about Cyberpunk. <laughs> <laughs> and CD Projekt Red's stock rose 19%. He's an influencer now. <laughs> oh, no. It is incredible. I, <laughs> I don't get it. I, I don't understand the stock market. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, that it's been a, a very interesting couple of weeks. Uh, they better have they better have sent Elon a very nice thank you letter. Yeah, the st- the stock say. market is crazy. They better have sent Elon uh, a nice uh, Cyberpunk Xbox One to play it on with a wait. nice Cyberpunk even... chair. No, no, with that, the Cyberpunk that doesn't chair, even though. that isn't even able to handle the game. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Until but they hey. hopefully patch it enough this means we can now stop talking about the start mar- stock market and start talking about <laughs> video games no <laughs> no way all right we are so... now back to being a halo podcast everyone <laughs> <Video> game. <laughs> there's a little which... known video game called skate you guys know skate yes i've heard yes. of it I, <laughs> yeah. no i don't <laughs> I, I, I took me, one of the, the discs once and we threw it under the roof of uh, one of the residence halls. Please continue. All right, great. <laughs> uh, Degenerates. <laughs> we've now learned that Skate 4 is being developed by a newly formed EA Vancouver studio called Full Circle. That's neat. Okay. It's hey. just a neat little thing. We got a new EA studio. So they're not just killing studios. They're also bringing some new ones. <laughs> Do we have any word of, of the... Like any like cool people that are there from like past teams or anything like that. Yeah, it is a lot of past teams. Um, it's oh, okay. it's led by Darren Chung and Cuz Perry, who are both creative leads on the last Skate games. So, yeah, it it is at least partially formed from veterans from the Skate franchise. It's not just a new studio uh, with no talent behind it. We don't really know the details of the rest of the studio, but at least those two are heavily involved. Nice. All right. Uh. That's that's most of the news. Aside from Wyatt, did you have something about Halo? I did. Uh, they uh, they as in three four three did release uh, some development news. In that it's very small, but they did say that all of the content that's planned is now in the game, and it's just going through daily testing now. So hey, I mean, last time we heard a post like that, that was a year ago with Cyberpunk. So <laughs> I am now. Forever hey, cautious uh, about those updates. Oh. A glacier of salt. <laughs> I, I, I understand. I understand. It's just, you know, it's something. It is, it I'm is not news. saying it's good or bad news. I'm saying that it is, in fact, news. It is oh, yeah. news. Un, it, is, it is unmistakably news. Um, yep. I, I, have, I, have, I have a little something as well. All right. All um, right. But I forget the the specific name of the studio, so oh well. <laughs> um, it's it's like a bunch of uh, a bunch of uh, ex dice people uh, have coagulated together to basically make um, their own like version of, of a battlefield game. Um, and in in a non like EA studio, it's like just like them doing their own thing. And these are like people that were with dice for like like a decade or more. And I'm like, like I can feel like the energy in in the podcast, like like hyping up right now. And uh, you know, <laughs> the guy 
there's a reason I didn't remember the name of the, the yeah. dev team because they immediately shot it out of my brain in disgust. And uh, the guy they put in charge of it is the guy who said, if you don't like it, don't buy it and called the people who wanted to play Battlefield 5 stupid. Ah, so that's yeah. Of, of all of all the people from Dice to take, that's, that's I your know man right there. That's your man. <laughs> that's who you want. Yeah, <laughs> I can see that. Good stuff. So, Good stuff. I guess we'll see whatever happens out of that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So on to some some topical news. We did get some news that the medium has already recouped its development costs. Oh, that's right. good. So, yeah. we don't know what the spread of that is between, like, Game Pass and sales. But yeah, we're, we're planning to talk about the medium in, you know, just a moment. So, I will say, la uh, last bit of news, speaking of recouping costs, I recently also heard that Microsoft has made back all of the money from its yes. um, Bethesda acquisition oh, yeah. twice over, which is oh. pretty in uh, insane, actually. That That's actually kind of shocking <laughs> it, it, it kind of 13 kind of makes sense. not million billion i, th so I think seven billion billions yeah seven billion yeah i, I it kind of makes sense though because wasn't <sighs> this uh the the series s and x wasn't that the wasn't this the biggest like console launch for microsoft like ever oh was it I, i'm pretty sure i saw that somewhere i, I think um, it, i remember being... it's been the biggest console launch for every console ever because they they sold out all their stock, right? Like you and, can't and buy the Switch, them. And the Switch is still out selling them. Hey. Well, because the Switch has like a stock ha has wide widely available stock, so that's not surprising. Right. Um, no, I just, it's still funny though. <laughs> oh. Okay, so as always, we like to give out an award on this show. Wow, Wait, that was so little. Wait, we're already at award time. I, I guess. I and the award, the award just shows up at a random time, you know. Oh, okay. There is no such thing as a set award time. Okay, yeah, I thought we, it was we got the rid end. of the set award uh, time. It's it's everywhere now, uh, which means you know what else is everywhere? It it's what's the Double One Radio Games Cast? What's the worst or weirdest game studio name? Oh, uh, so I got <laughs> I got three game studio names that I want you to out of the three of them, tell me which one you like the least. So we got Bloober Team. Which made the medium. <laughs> so unfortunate. <laughs> Instant winner. So, Bloober Team, uh, we got a company called Daft Co. Called what? Daft Co. Just Daft Co. Okay. Like Daft Punk? Yes. Yeah. Daft Co. Say. Like they're Daft, you know? And then we have Goo. <laughs> Goo. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's a Goo game. <laughs> oh, I love Goo. What has what has Goo uh, made? So Goo. Yeah, what have Goo, Daft, and um, Bloober Goo made? basically made nothing. Goo made Puyo Puyo Tetris CD 2. What and, do you mean? And Mono Monogatari, uh, which are some weird Sega Saturn Japanese games. Uh, they ported games to the Sega Saturn. So they, they ported uh, Gus, Adelaide, and Marie to the Sega Saturn. Uh, they're not around anymore they they died in the 1990s <laughs> so it's oh, been dear. a while rip goo and then yeah we got uh daftco which you know i'm not actually sure if they made anything at all uh, <laughs> that's a shame they oh oh they oh, of course here's what they made they made a back to the future licensed 
side scroller for the Super Famicom. Of course. Oh. I think that game's terrible. Oh yeah, oh. it really looks like it. <laughs> so we got three uh, three really poor names, and then of course Bloober Team is the medium's developers. <laughs> blue, blue, I don't. Unfortunate. I just don't like to oh, say like Bloober Team. I well, don't. I don't like it. It's memorable. It, it it sticks in your head, probably for the reasons they don't want it to. But, but it hey, does. does does goo stick more or less? Goo, goo. sticks to my head a lot. <laughs> it is goo. <laughs> oh no! I just love. I that swear goo I didn't mean it like that at first. All right. <laughs> okay, so so Brett, which one of these three studios <laughs> do you like the name of the least? Okay, so there, there is, there is a difference between having the worst name and liking the name the least. Okay, okay? actually, yeah, I'm gonna say, which one do you think has the most unfortunate name? The most unfortunate, unfortunate. name. Okay, yeah. well that changes everything. Uh, <laughs> and I'm gonna, I'm, I'm just, I'm gonna have to go with Goo. I don't think literally any project that Goo created. If I knew that Goo made it, I, I wouldn't be able to take it seriously. Like you, you kind of already get like that sort of thing with with Bloober Team, but Goo is like Bloober Team times like a thousand. It's Goo. Yeah. All right, Wyatt. I want to go with Goo just because of what Alex said. Hop on the Goo train. All right. Hop on um, the goo train. However, I will say um, one one thing in term of in terms of a Bloober Team. I do find it kind of strange that they're making this very serious uh, sort of oh, atmospheric yeah. horror game by a team called Bloober Team. Like, I could see Bloober Team making Fall Guys. Yes. That That's what it sounds equates like. together in my mind. Bloober Team making the medium and layers of fear does not. See, when, yeah. when, I, when I first heard you say Bloober, I thought you said Bluebird Team, which... That, that's that not, would seem fine. Which would be yeah. I'm pretty sure that's elegant, a, even. I, was, yeah. I feel like that's actually an animation. No, that's Blue Point. Blue Point. Yeah, Blue Point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Alex, elegant, are you gonna? Are you feeling gooey, or are you gonna join I'm the Bloobers? I I am the conductor of the goo train, Ryan. I am oh, driving it to its destination. Bold words. And of course, I am I am the one Alex, shoveling coal. Anytime you, Alex, anytime you open your mouth today, it's just. It's just gold. Gold. <laughs> yeah, but I'm the one shoveling coal into your goo, Alex, so let's go all the way. Are we unanimous goo right now? I think we're unanimously gooey. So oh, we're team it? unanimous awesome. goo. Well, okay, here's my question. Here's my question. How is it spelled? It's goo. G-O-O. Okay. Uh, but of course, it's a G-O-O exclamation point. Okay. Oh. okay, that oh. brings it right back. Okay, yeah. but so, but so would it have been worse if they had spelled so it just goo. regular goo, or if they had done some stupid spelling like G U E or something? Like I that? see. I was thinking that too. I'm just like, oh no, they made it French. <laughs> <laughs> they made it bougie. They made oh. it bougie. Bougie goo. Oh no. Hate. Poor 1990s game development studio in Japan. All right. Don't hate that? on the who, don't who hate on the bougie goo. All these years right? later, they're going to be train. picked on by a small gaming podcast. Poor, poor, poor people. Poor goo. <laughs> poor guys. <laughs> poor fellas. I almost right. feel sorry for them. <sighs> okay, that means we can now talk about video games, like actual Again. video that we played. At, oh. least, at least a little or bit, in, or in some cases, barely played. 
which I will or struggled to. with <laughs> because you know it's me, it's your boy. Don't I worry, Wyatt. You nice you were actually weren't alone this time. <laughs> wow. For once. What a what a rough what a what a uh, wow. That weirdly makes me happy for some reason. So <laughs> it probably shouldn't. Uh, yeah, we're we're talking about the medium, which is the whole blooper team. We already went about on about blooper team. Uh, Medium's their their latest game. It's on Game Pass. You can check it out. It's been a little bit controversial. Um, not well, not controversial. More like people are kind of split on whether or not they like it. Uh, for some some good reasons, but uh, we'll get into that. So we've all played at least a little bit of it. Aside from Alex, I think I don't think Alex has had the chance, but yeah. Um, the rest of us have played a little bit of it, and I, I think we get some first impressions. So. Brett, I think you were the one who has definitely played the most so far. Yes. Which is not necessarily I, saying a ton. <laughs> no, not really. Uh, I I think I'm like a third of the way into it. Because it's not a very long game. Uh, one of the I only know this because one of the streamers I'm subscribed to, like, I, I just looked at the length of their video and it was just like seven and a half hours or something. So I think I'm like three, three-ish hours in. So not a very long okay. game. Um, Feels like a good yeah, length for a horror game, though. It's yeah. I don't. I don't. I, I've never really like like subscribed to the idea of just like oh, get, like if, if the game's not like ninety five hours long, like it's just not worth your time. Like no, I kind of yeah. just a like, game's experience is, is quantified by its like length exactly. and not the actual. Yeah. Quality. Although no, I could I'm see I could see it driving people a little rough if they don't have Game Pass because the game is like fifty dollars. It is a, a fifty dollar release. Though. I mean, it's ten dollars no, less, but that's but still twenty dollars less now. No, we're not. Seventy dollars is not the the price of games yet. We need a few more games to come out at seventy dollars for that mm, to become regular. I see. We haven't hit that point yet. We uh, are getting there. <laughs> we're getting close, but not quite yet. I think as soon as COVID clears up, we're probably there. But for now, I think we're still at the sixty dollar point because, like, we got Destruction All Stars at seventy, but. Destruction All Stars is also a PlayStation Plus game on launch, so hmm. curious it's got situation. that going for it, I guess. Yeah. All right. So medium, I think I I've had the chance to play about an hour and a half of it. Uh, so a fair portion of that was wrestling with the settings and whatnot. So I think we might want to get the uh the technical issues out of the way first. Yeah. So why why don't you go over the the, the issues just briefly that you ran into? Oh, I would love to. Um, all right, so it started off, uh, it was a game that was not running very well, but it was, in its defense, kind of running on, like, max settings. So I was like, all right, I got to turn that down a little bit. Uh, then the game crashed, and then I was like, oh, that's kind of funky. So I just kind of left it for a while, because when it crashed, it didn't actually save my settings. So uh, I was like, all right, I guess I'm just going to have to, you know, deal with 20 to 30 frames per second on 4K with ray tracing. So, like, whatever. Um so I was just running with that for a bit, and then it just it got I I got very annoyed. So I really did try and just uh, you know figure it out, and it just kept crashing. And uh, I uh, had a lot to do today, so I was like, screw this! I am not going to deal with this right now. I've got other things to do right now. So that was my experience: was just trying to change the settings and then uh, not actually having made any progress because the game would just crash. So how wonderful! <laughs> Yeah, uh, no, I think, it's great. Honestly, I expect nothing less. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. As as everyone knows, White has a history of technical issues on the show. So, 
Always. Although this time to the Tsushima episodes. Yeah, the Tsushima episodes were real wild. Uh, but this time, why is that alone? I've also had some technical issues, albeit different ones, which is a little concerning as well. That is weird. As well. Mm. Uh, I haven't had crashes, but what I have had is the game... Uh, and for reference, I'm playing on PC with a 2070 um, and a 3.9 gigahertz CPU, so decent specs. Not not the best, but decent specs that should be able to play the game fairly well. And for the entire first, like, 20-minute intro to the game, it was fine. Um, I was getting, like, a solid 60 pretty much all the time on pretty high settings I, with DLSS on. Uh, unfortunately, as soon as the game's main mechanics started booting in, I began running into a number of issues... Uh, first of all, occasionally the frame rate would get really, really low, which is weird because, like, it it's super inconsistent, and it doesn't seem to be paired with the amount of detail on the screen. So it's really, really hard to tell what's causing it. I don't, I don't think it's my CPU. I think it's GPU-bound. But it seems like at some points the game just, like, tanks to, like, low tens. Um, oh. Yeah. Which is Low weird tease. because I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's the most like graphically demanding game. It looks good, uh, like really good sometimes. But the weird sometimes, thing is like I've I've been in areas with tons of graphical detail and it was running perfectly fine with the dual realities open. And then I turn around and go down a hallway and suddenly the game can't get more than like twelve frames a second. So I don't know what's happening there. Uh, and the worst problem was stuttering. So I would get basically every time that like pulse would happen and you'd go into the spirit world essentially um it would stutter for a solid like few seconds it's just super weird like it feels like it's it's loading things in but not asynchronously so it's all just loading at once and can't handle it so it would be like a solid like 2 or 3 seconds of just the game not moving oh um, so yeah, that that's consistently been happening basically every time I enter a new area that has the uh the spirit world stuff. So I don't understand what's causing that either. Uh I'm I'm curious to know. I think this is probably where it's showing that Bloober Team is not a triple A studio. They're <laughs> they're at best like a double A horror studio. Um so mm -hmm. it seems like a, a few of their resources probably weren't put on the PC port. Um, I don't, none of us have a Series X, so we can't test it on that, but yeah, I've which been running does, into some issues. Which, which does, it, it's got me thinking about, like, this is kind of Microsoft's first big, like, exclusive for this generation, like, out of the gate. And so it is kind of odd to, to put all of that on, not a game that I would say is bad, but just on, on a game that doesn't really well, feel like. Because they weren't intending to. It's, they wanted it to be Halo. <laughs> They wanted to right. be good old Master Chief, but uh, he's, uh, he's <laughs> yeah. not doing so hot right now. <laughs> he's a little sleepy right now. He'll be. Yeah, he, 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 the, you know, COVID really hit him too. So it's, yeah. he's taking some time off. All right. He said, Especially in January. Yeah. <laughs> he, 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 said, oh. he said, wake him when we needed him. And then we tried and he just told us to give him a few more minutes, I guess. <laughs> yeah, he said, wake me up when yeah, December when ends. Has... <laughs> December 2021. So, we'll see him eventually. He, all he um, wanted to do was was all he wanted us to do was wake him up inside. Yep. All right. 
tangents aside, uh, I did have one other issue with the medium, which is where I kind of gave up today. I didn't have a lot of time to play it, and I couldn't play it until today, so I was like, I tried to shoehorn it in between meetings and whatnot, <laughs> and then I, I got yeah. probably about an hour and a half in, and I actually was enjoying myself a lot. We'll talk about what we actually think of the game later on. Uh, the weirdest issue I ran into is that the game, I tried to open a menu to look at an item I found, right? Because I found an item uh, that you could read, and I accidentally pressed the skip the the skip button because it's also the pick it up button. So <laughs> I picked it up, but double pressed the button by oh. accident, and it skipped past it. Um, and that put it in my like log. But for the items you can read, when you pick them up, they vanish from the world, so you can't then look at them again. I tried every button on the controller. And none of them could bring me to that menu. I don't know what happened. So That's then I so went <laughs> into the the like settings menu to look around and see if it was bound somewhere. I couldn't find it. Backed out, but instead of backing me to where I was in the world, it backed me back to the main menu. Oh. And that's where I gave up for the day. <laughs> like, that's wow. A, that's enough. I don't... It was a weird sequence of events that happened there, compounded by the fact that I'm playing with a PS4 controller on my PC... Oh. Which means the button prompts are all in Xbox. Yeah. Prompts. Would you would you rate the PC port as like medium quality? Oh my God. I just I don't know what the problem is, Wyatt. I don't get it. You could say the the port might be a little bit haunted. I was gonna say it on my computer and then you said it first. <laughs> so yeah, the PC port maybe give it like a, a week or two to pan out and see if it's things that are actually issues. And then that's not even mentioning, like, Wyatt and I both had a, a sequence of events trying to get this game installed. Oh, I, yeah, <laughs> I was going to bring that up. Um, so I went to go open, because I have the, we, we both use the Xbox app to, like, manage all of Well, you have to, to, I, to use Game Pass. Yeah, yeah, it's like the Game Pass launcher or whatever, right? So I go to open it, and I just get a black screen. Like, the application opens, and then it's just a black screen. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. So I try, you know, reopening it a couple times, restarting my computer. And of course, I work. thought this was a Wyatt issue, because um, he, he's never having would. technical Under, issues. Understandably, as it usually is. And then he reminds um, me that the medium's out, and I wanted to play it. So I, I tried opening the app. Same thing happened. <laughs> yeah, uh, so then uh, we moseyed on over to the Microsoft Store to see what was going on. Maybe there was an update. Uh, there wasn't. Um, and then every time I would hit launch or, or something like that, uh, the entire Microsoft store just stopped working. And same here. <laughs> yep. Uh, and so then eventually we figured out that there needed to be this big boy. Uh, there was a Windows, Windows update stuff. that hadn't been automatically scanned for. Right. And because Game Pass is a Microsoft thing that needs to be connected to the Internet, they also require you to be on the latest Windows version to use it. Now, now can you say that maybe we should have updated before trying it? Okay, maybe. I would also argue that you shouldn't have to do that in order for your applications to work. So, because it's not just one that wasn't working, it was two. We couldn't, we couldn't install it from the Microsoft Store. We couldn't, we couldn't open the the Xbox app at all. It just, it just wasn't happening. So uh, the Xbox app is horrible. The, yeah. the console companion they used to have was like fine. It, it was like good even dare i say actually it. i like the ui of game the game pass app when it works when it works it's fine but, but like it, it just takes like <laughs> stop like, like steam can pull up like 18 billion games in like 10 seconds and the the game pot the game pass app takes like multiple minutes sometimes to load like 
a hundred. It's, it's calculating all of its. It's calculating all of its al- uh, algorithms with an abacus. So you just got to give it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. got to give it stack. It's it's the lofty two frames a second launch. So I don't even know what that means. All both of them. All I, I had a, I had a joke and then I said frames per second instead of what I thought I was gonna say, and it didn't work anymore. So good job. Good job. All right, let, let's talk about tech issues aside. Uh, what we actually think of the game. So I don't know how far you got in, Wyatt. Um, I just barely got to like a a little bit past like. When you actually get what's the building called that you're told the to go Neva to? Resort? Yeah, I had just barely gotten in, and then I was like, "Yeah, screw this. Okay, I'm not dealing with this right now." So you got far enough to see the the like dual reality mechanic. Yeah, and and a little bit of like the uh, you know combining um, your various like inventory items together. Like like I saw a good amount before I okay quits for the day. Yeah. All right. Uh, so so Brett. You didn't have technical issues, so why don't you enlighten us as to what your your thoughts on the first chunk I, of the medium are? I did. I I had tech issues, but not like like the game never crashed and it wasn't like hitching and stuff. Uh, my my issue was specifically because uh, I I was trying to stream it for people on Discord, and I you know I play my games in windowed specifically so that I can just easily just go over screen share and then go back to the game without having to fumble around and accidentally hit something that's going to close it and blow up my laptop in front of me. But like the windowed mode is like fake windowed, but it's not even like borderless windowed. Like you can't even like drag it around anywhere. It's just stuck in the middle of the screen in Ooh. the, the, the dimensions that it's there. So I don't know. I, I feel like, I feel like that must be bugged. I feel like that's not intentional because that's just so stupid. There are a few games that do that when you do borderless window, they'll just like sit in the middle of the screen and you can't move them. And then I couldn't stream it anyway because it just showed like a dimmed out like Discord screen whenever I went to stream that specific window. So I just had to do the whole screen, which meant people no had to sound. watch that sound. But anyway, um, I, in terms of like gameplay story stuff so far, I am super like not not like crazy into it. Like this is the best thing ever, but I'm like really into it. Like I I think it's pretty pretty sick so far. Um, it's not the, and it seems to be like unanimous that this isn't, you know, the scariest game to ever come out. Uh, Which I'm, I like, I'm down for that. (laughs) It's scary enough for me. It's legitimately scary. It made me, uh, it, uh, definitely, um. It's more psychological horror than. Yes. uh, Which is what Layers of Fear was as well. Lots of anxiety, uh, and the parts where that does build up to, like, like a very well-earned jump scare or the closest thing that the game has to a, a boss fight so far. Um, it like, I, I, I have t- twice soiled some, some pantaloons while playing. They got me really Jeez. good. Um, <laughs> Cause uh, I, 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 I feel like I, oh, what were you going to say, Wyatt? I don't know what to, uh, what to, take away from that sentence more the fact that you still soil your pants as an adult or the fact that you still wear pantaloons well that's neither here nor there <laughs> it's kind of weird you, you could say it's in my... between here and there just like <laughs> the medium oh, mm. oh. i'm sorry i'm sorry <laughs> yeah, you i gotta apologize for that one Jeez. that was bad Jeez. <laughs> Yeah. Um, we we deserve an apology <laughs> you could say i was i was reaching so far it crossed two realms <laughs> 
I'm having an out of body experience right now. <laughs> All right. I am. I, I hope you know that the more really the more anyone makes puns, just the longer my lifespan becomes, yep. and the longer you have to deal <laughs> with me. The more you're me. charging Alex up to make more awful puns. Well, I was, I'm just charging him up with a spirit going blast. Up. It's like you, you, you guys remember that scene in the um, or multiple scenes, I guess, in in the first Wonder Woman movie where the the um, uh, supposed villain uh, breaks that blue vial and just sniffs it, and like it goes all throughout his body. That's me every time anyone makes a pun. <laughs> yeah. Oh. All right. Okay. Okay. But back to back to Poland, real quick. Because <laughs> um, I don't I don't want to. I I'm like trying to. Tread on you know like thin ice here because I'm really excited, uh, but I don't want to spoil anything for people that do want to try it out. Um, they like the 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 artist that is like kind of it, it inspired the the visuals of the game is a uh, a late Polish painter uh, by the name of uh, Zidzlo Besinski, uh, which I'm not going to tell you how to spell His it because I don't know either. Amazing. It is like. It's insane. The 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 amount of detail that like, like literally just look at a, a, a screenshot for, like of the 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 spirit world, the the dream realm from uh the medium and just imagine someone painting it with like exactly that much fidelity, if not more. Like this Ooh. guy was beyond skilled. Uh, and Alex, you'd probably like him, so I will definitely yeah. send you uh stuff from him after this is over. Yeah. Like I, I never I never realized how horrifying it would be to like be in one of those paintings. Um and you literally like you do get that feeling. Uh and when you are being chased by something that looks like it was uh designed by someone that made those hellscapes like, oh my god, it is uh horrible. <laughs> and uh you know, as someone who doesn't play horror games all the time, like that really uh that really got me. <laughs> Got yeah. some uh, some some noise complaints. <laughs> yeah, I'd throw my stuff in as, as someone who tends to not like horror games. I'm at least liking it a lot so far. I'd be I'm hesitant because I think a lot of the game aspects of this game kind of bring it down. Um, I I think like the dumb contrivance of using like the spirit blast. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't know that it's was just oh, like no, that's super weird. Spirit, I'm sorry, spirit blast. What? It's because you you go up to to something in the spirit world that's like charged with uh, got a blast spiritual energy, and then um you go to like something like uh like a like a breaker box or uh, like a switch or something that needs power, um and then in the spirit world you can release the the spiritual energy and like a and like a like a pulse or something and it'll like recharge it and i guess that's supposed to be like oh like ghosts like screw around with it's, like, he's uh, going like ghost it's danny phantom stuff. like it's <laughs> he's i repeat he is not going ghost he is not going ghost um Cause, cause yeah i thought danny that was weird phantom. too yeah marianne's danny phantom i i it honestly feels like i think the game is at its best when it, it's acting like it's not a game or it's using yeah. the like dual realities to its advantage but there's a lot of times where I kind of feel like the door realities like don't add anything, and um, the game mechanics can actively detract from it. Like the spirit blast just feels completely unnecessary. Like you could easily have just tied that into like the out of body experience thing, and I think it would have been more consistent with what the game is. Um, it it just doesn't feel like it fits particularly. 
Especially because, like, there's this goofy UI text that comes on screen when you learn how to do it that kind of just takes you out of all the really cool goofy? visuals going on around. Which is, like, the game shows up on your screen and is like, hold the right trigger to do a spirit blast in all capitals. Uh, <laughs> it's, God yeah, if, if it literally just, like, even if it just said, like, hold right trigger, like, it just don't Yeah, you don't need blast. the text. Like, at <laughs> no point should you ever blast. name that ability a spirit blast. Uh, and then you get, like, a spirit shield later. And the spirit shield is even goofier because, like, it didn't do anything. From all I can tell, I'm not very far in the game, but um, a prompt basically comes up that says, Spirit shield, press the button. You press the button, then she goes, I didn't know I could do that. And then just keeps walking as if nothing happened. I'm like, <laughs> it, <laughs> what? It, it, does, it does do something. Uh, cause I mean, I figure it does, yeah. But it's like her lack of reaction to it is a little weird to me. <laughs> I, I like the spirit shield more than I like the spirit blast. I think the shield works. I think better conceptually, I I think the spirit shield fits better. It's yeah, because it also like you you need it more, and you can't it can't really be like replaced by something. Because this, it, you got to get through a wall of bugs. Okay, that's not the most spoilery thing in the world. And if it was like Resident Evil, you know, you get like a minigun or something that's like mounted at the end of the hallway that you get like all the separate parts for from going through a mansion that just has mini gun parts in it because resident evil and then you just mow down all the bugs and then you can go through great but this is more on like the silent hill side of things you don't really have like offensive stuff so having like a shield to get through it that makes sense yeah. having a blast however <laughs> to although i know things. what's really going to kill the game for me is if there's a moment where they have a pseudo boss fight and i have to go around a room charging my spirit blast and then unleashing it on a boss, I'm gonna be furious if that happens. They, they, at least, at least not yet. So we're. we're I, safe I don't for think now. it will, because Bloober Team tends to avoid like enemies like that in their games. Yeah. Uh, which is something I like about them, because it, it's the kind of horror game that I like, like Amnesia, where generally speaking, the enemies aren't a thing to be fought. Yeah. So something like I like about Bloober Team is that they aren't named Goo. Yeah, that of course that adds to it. That's yes, yes. It's not a high bar to clear, but dang it, they, they did clear it. They did barely, clear it. barely, <laughs> but they did. Um, I so something's yeah. something specific. It's very weird and specific for me, but I I think it's I want to point it out. Um, with games like this, because I'm in the back of my mind, I was constantly comparing to Until Dawn, which may not be the fairest comparison in the world, but with its like kind of point and clicky kind of uh mechanics and a lot of like the fixed camera huh. angles and stuff it just kind of reminds me of that uh, what, you mean the game like, Sil like silent hill Resident i have Evil. not played i have not played silent hill so it, it's taking a lot of trips from horror games is, Bo both both yeah. of them are okay but that's that's my direct comparison right and for me what was really important uh when i was playing until dawn was how natural the characters are moving around in the environment in terms of like the, the camera yeah. angle and making it look like you know like camera angles you would see in a movie and i felt like that wasn't happening here and so it was very distracting to see a character that didn't feel like she was walking around in the environment properly it's kind of hard to I, yeah i get what you're saying um it, it I, I think me, a lot it of it out of this kind of game a lot a lot of it has what i would like to call like the resident evil one effect where you're walking down a room the camera angle changes and you like readjust your position on the thumbstick and you start moving yep. in a different direction. Yep. And <laughs> it just makes it look really goofy. And I think how a lot of the like cutscenes and everything are really well done in this game. Like there's some moments where like there's really, really clever framing 
Uh, they're utilizing the fact that they have two screens essentially to their advantage. Um, Which I haven't really run into. Uh, you, you're a little really bit before them, it, I think. Yeah, because the only time I've really seen it happen is when she's in the office at at, at the beginning, right? And yeah. I was looking at it and I was like, okay, I guess it's kind of cool that I'm seeing two different perspectives, but it really wasn't doing anything for me outside of like the kind of shallow novelty of it for me. And I'm sure that they're going to take much advantage of it much more as I get more into the game. But like my first impression of it was like, okay, it, it didn't really... Uh, do much for me the difference was that like oh, okay there was someone that she's actually interacting with in one screen and not in the other and i just didn't think there was anything like visually interesting about yeah like, it kind of wore thin really quickly for me. the the bits that get weird with me are when um there are the the cutscenes with characters in them and you're interacting in one place in one in like one screen and the other screen is just doing nothing well, like i the think other thing. they wanted an effect to happen there but it just doesn't really look particularly interesting well here's the other thing too is that they each each uh kind of reality that you're looking at has slightly different camera angles but it's inconsistent it's like it's either sometimes they're exactly the same and then other times they're different and then other times they're just off enough where it's like slightly different and it it didn't seem like there was any kind of in uh intentional it just felt weird like it, it just felt like they were kind of eyeballing it and they couldn't get it matched up exactly. And it was just kind of distracting. Like, I don't know if there was something they were trying to go with for that, but I couldn't, I didn't it was just weird. Yeah. And I haven't noticed that, that either. In that first scene, it just seems like the camera angle is placed in a slightly different, uh, angle. And it was I think just that's intentional. Weird. Right. But why? Like, I didn't understand the, the, the point of it, I guess. I don't know. It was just, I, th- I think they're just doing camera tricks. I don't think there need- there's necessarily a point to it or needs to be a point to it. Uh, I do think at some points it- it's a little weird. But I, I don't know. I just, the, the, the aspect where it kind of splits into, and, and maybe I just need to get further in, but it really hasn't done anything super interesting for me yet. Yeah, you definitely, you just need to get, I, I would say like yeah. play 10 more minutes of it and you'll, <laughs> you're there. Yeah, if, if you, if if you stop can, at, if you stopped at the Neva Resort, then you were like right, like you are, you are like a minute away. I, I got I got through like I got through that little crack in the wall where you kind of have to like Uncharted style kind of like. Slip yeah, you're not there yet. The you're and you're then, you're like two crashed. or three minutes away from it happening. Like it, it really started to go crazy with the whole uh, okay. two reality thing. But yeah, I do think there are certainly scenarios where like when you do something, um, or when a cutscene is playing, I think. A lot of people are just going to focus on the scene, the the side of the scene where things are happening. And what I'm hoping is that at some point they kind of play on that expectation, and then things get like weird in the part you're not looking at. Uh, that's what I'm hoping yeah. is that they're they're conditioning you to do that for a reason, because uh, that would be really clever. But if they're not, then it's just kind of a, a negative. So that's that's what I felt for for a few things. Is that like I feel like they're they're like the 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 loops that they get you into for the gameplay like i feel like they're building up to not like a huge like earth shattering thing but just like something is going to happen with them because like it's it's just like classic survival horror like you know like you pick up the the item and you you immediately get into your inventory to to read it right and it like it shuts out the rest of the the game world and pauses everything because that's just it's menus um 
I'm, I'm I'm literally waiting for the point where like you get out of the menu and like something in the room is different or there's just like someone standing there. Yeah. And I don't know if that's just me being like paranoid, but I really feel like that's gonna happen. No, uh, no, that's good stuff. I want my... that to happen. <laughs> I don't, but I do. And based on layers of fear, like I they know how to do that. So I could certainly see it happening. Uh and that's you go first. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um that's that's kind of like worth pointing out that like the the horror that is there isn't like cheap shot like whoa there's blood and like her bones like jetting out where it's not supposed to be and like oh my god like a jump scare showed up like after the 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 noise went quiet like there's there's no cheap shots this is like this is cerebral like slow burn kind of stuff like this is more this is more the shining than it is like uh like a saw or something like that. You know? It's Silent Hill. The stuff that makes it's you like, it is shake. Yeah. Are we talking the stuff that makes you shake with existential fear when you try to go to bed at night? Yeah. Yes. Course. This is because this is it has it's been a while since I've been like, oh, I probably shouldn't play this game because I'm going to bed soon. Um, and that's why I did not get to play a lot of this game Ooh. because Are you every time I sat me? down, I was like, oh, I probably shouldn't play this game. I'm going to bed soon. <laughs> Oh, I need to get this. If, if if it's like The Shining, are you telling me that Jack Nicholson is going to poke his, poke his head out a door at some point? Because that, would be, <laughs> I, because that would be great. I hope nothing pokes its head out of any door in that entire <laughs> damn resort, Wyatt. Because if it does, I am going to throw my laptop out the window 194. <laughs> and I will say that oh, the one thing this game has like really gotten me to reappreciate is fixed camera angles. I think oh, some of yeah. them... Have been really good. There's been a few that I'm not a huge fan of. Of like they'll they'll put an angle so you're like super zoomed out, and I'm not a huge fan of when it does that because it's a little harder to like tell where you're going. Um, but when when the camera angles look good, I think they look really good. So, I, I like that they're using fixed camera angles to their advantage here. Yeah. Uh, especially with the like dual reality manipulation. Although I'm less a fan of the dual reality stuff. Because at least as far as I'm in right now, it kind of feels like it could have just been a toggle. Um, they haven't really done anything with the fact that you're in place in two places. But I could totally see them doing something like that. So it's going to depend on, on the rest of the game, I think. Uh, I think a little a little bit beyond where you are, there's like some puzzles that don't aren't that they're not like portal crazy or anything, but they do like force you to interact more between the two. I've done the uh, the first like realities. out of body thing. Um, yeah, yeah, like after after that. Okay, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I will say we are I think all coming at this from the angle of people that have Game Pass. Yes. So we are not actively spending money on this game, which I think is a fairly important factor because there's a lot there's been a lot of like mixed reception to this of some people really really like it and some people really don't i think the things that are going to make you not like this game is if you don't like quote-unquote walking simulators uh you probably aren't going to have a great time because a lot of this game is just walking and like exploring and if you're not into that which is totally valid uh if you're not into that this may not be the horror game for you the other thing but if I you are it's a lot of fun the other thing I will point out, what might turn some people off, and, and I know that this is a smaller studio, so this is probably a concession that they had to make, but I still think it is kind of an issue where when you're, when you're you know, grabbing things and you're combining them together, the fact that when you're looking at something in the space and it just kind of like appears, like for instance, when you go into the morgue 
in the beginning and you're pulling out that one body. I'm not going to say whose it is, but you're pulling out that one body to put like a tie on, right? And the clip, the tie just kind of, I know it's not a good, a good example, but there are other examples where, did anyone do the, the, when you, did you develop the picture at the very beginning? Yeah, I did. Like yeah. in the, it just kind of, there, there's no, things are just kind of placed there. It, it's not like uh, Marianne goes over and places it in. They're just kind of, they just kind of appear. And for something that's very atmospheric, it kind of takes me out of it when things are just kind of being moved around without her actually doing it. If that makes sense, I didn't yeah. explain. That. I think that's going to heavily depend on your tolerance for game yeah. gameness. But that, um, but that's that's kind of what I'm saying is that with a, I feel like those small little details and animations are important for a game like this to keep the atmosphere. Going. I don't think they are. I, th I, I think I they would think actually. So yeah, I think it would actively it would make those sequences take way too long. It's yeah, and I think that because you know you mentioned this is a smaller studio, that's like a lot more taxing to have like a new individual like animation for every single like place. And I'm not even I'm not even asking for like the full, uh, you know, for the full animation because like I I complain about that a lot with Red Dead Two, where it just shows the entire process of doing something. I'm not asking that, but I'm asking for something a little bit more than just having it just like pop into the environment. Well, it basically it goes like first person. Like I'm, I'm okay with that. I don't mind that pretty much at all. Um, in fact, yeah, yeah. I think I think I'm with Brett in that if they did have more of animations to that, it would just probably feel out of place. Because I think what would happen is if they did the halfway measure, that would be worse than not having it. It would make you either really want it to be a full animation or really want it to not be there because it just looks weird. It's, uh, yeah, because like let's let's say it was agree, like a, but... for for the photos like. If it was just like a like a photo like fluttering down or something, or just like the paper like mushing to the the shape of being reflattened on like a table, and then it's like, oh, that looks stupid. Where's the where's the hand putting that down? Because then it's not it's not real enough. It, it, I, I don't know. I just yeah, think I think it's going to heavily there. depend on who you are if that bothers you or not. Uh, I I think for people that are generally fans of horror games, that probably won't be a thing. That's in almost every horror game ever is like that. Uh, like that's amnesias like that in, in the horror games I can think of where you combine items they're all like that it's yeah resi even like I, even I, the triple a ones I've I've been kind of like like fighting myself with like thinking like oh like why is there why are we back at like uh even though they do them really well like why are we back at uh like these these camera angles like what happened to like full 3d it's like I'm like fighting whether whether I hate to be like old hat or not and be like well that's how Silent Hill is, and those like games are regarded as some of the the greatest like of most all time cinematic ever. People. Like yeah, so I don't if if you're gonna go atmospheric, like take stuff from them, and if it's the same as them, then it's not ruining anything. Then hey, I don't know you did a good job. Yeah, I think a lot of it just depends on the situation. <clears throat> um, I do think the one complaint that I think Wyatt and I probably both share that is really grating on me is that. I remember back when we did our reaction, like our, our recap of the Xbox show, and when they showed this game, my immediate reaction was, this is Jesse Faden. It's distracting. I still feel like this is Jesse Faden. <laughs> it's, it's distracting. I'm, I'm looking at like the, the cover art for it on, um, on like my Xbox app right now. And, and for those who don't know, Jesse Faden, main character of Control. But I just, it's, 
it's way too similar. It's so It's not even like in the visuals alone. Like she does look vaguely like Jesse. I don't think it's the same, but um uh, enough her, to like, wear it. Her is similar. Yeah, like too. the jacket is what really gets me. <laughs> the, the jacket feels exactly like a costume you can get in control. Um and I think the way she tends to narrate what she's doing is almost to the letter the same as Jesse. Yeah. So well, and also just the fact that that there's like in-game dialogue and then her uh, narration as well, which is which feels very similar to. Uh, I don't mind the narration, but I think they could have given it a little more of a personality. But if but it feels the same, like it like where where it interjects, where they kind of talk similarly with like a similar cadence. Exactly. Like That's that. what I'm saying is is the problem. I think they could have given her her own personality a little more. Because um, Jesse t- in control talks in a very specific way, and there are reasons why she talks like that that are actually explained. And I think in this case, it doesn't fit as well as they probably thought it would. Uh, and I would have liked Marianne to be a little bit more um, distinct. I think. I-, I don't know if Brett, you sh- you feel the same way or not. But I, 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 I don't know whether to say if I agree or not because I, I I feel like kind of like in a, in a completely different direction. Like I I I've, I've never played Control, um, so I don't I don't have that comparison to draw to. Um, and I think like as as someone that doesn't like see, you know, the, the the image in the back of their head, like constantly being like, this is this other character, this is this other character. Like I I think she does a, a fine job, and I like the the vocal performances of all the characters in this game so far. Um, but I, because you know, the game takes place in Poland, and it's not like you're not a tourist visiting Poland. You are you are a pole in Poland. So you know, I, I I don't want like some 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 idiot from New Jersey like me like faking a Polish accent to do it either. But it would be nice to have seen some like Polish dialogue or something to like get you into the setting yeah. more. I think if it's missing anything in terms of like immersion, it's it's that because like the rest of the soundscape, which we haven't even mentioned yet, um, like is great. But the only thing that really is dragging it down immersion wise for me is the fact that this this character that like has like lines that have personality sometimes is not sounding like she's from the place that she's supposed to be from. Yeah. And it's it's a weird thing to like fixate on, but I just keep being like, you know, it would be nice if like I could like have the actual like pronunciations of these of these places and people whose name looks like someone just like rolled their hand across the keyboard but i i just have this this person speaking with an american accent that's just like kind of doing doing their best yeah and is, i think we can actually very good. we can mention control with that control has a few characters with very distinct like accents um, yeah like, like the, the, the janitor, janitor yeah exactly yeah. and i think that adds a lot to that game of like location based things really oh, accents help. can do a lot for a lot of absolutely things. like I think immersion set dress. I, I didn't get that we were in Poland for a while. Like I didn't, I didn't get we were in Poland until eventually I I saw the Niwa thing and I was like, oh, that's here. Like <laughs> it's, it's this place. Um, and did I don't even think they pronounce it as Niwa, right? Don't they pronounce the W with like a uh, as like well, yeah, a, yeah, it's, it's Niva. 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 Yeah, yeah, which is which is a slight tip off, but again, if you're not really paying attention, you're like, oh, I guess this is just the U.S. or something like. It's not really uh, 
it's not really portrayed very well. Yeah, I, I do. Uh, yeah, I think it definitely, if you've played Control, Marianne is like not obviously not exactly the same character, but it's just the way that she talks about what she does is narrating the exact same way that Jesse narrates herself in Control. And it doesn't help that she has the same like, like, uh, jacket and jean just kind of like it's just and the whole like normal person simple. kind of getting ingrained to the, the the like psycho world is yeah <laughs> and even, and there's even a lot of I've similarities seen, and even from what i've seen there's some areas that kind of look like control like some environment well control is taking inspiration well. from things that this is also taking inspiration from so i wouldn't i know but I'm, well okay but I'm, I'm it's still like it's still kind of confounding that you know what i'm saying like it's it's still yeah, I don't think that's part there. of the problem, though. I, I think if if the biggest issue is the way she vocalizes, and that's absolutely not on the actress. I think that's on the the directing for the speech. Mm -hmm. um, feels like it was inspired by that same style of direction. Like I don't know if it was inspired by Control, um, but the game is like thematically very similar um, and has a lot of elements that that fit in that same space. So I would be surprised if it wasn't taken from control. Uh, at least some of that inspiration was from there. So it, it is very noticeable. As someone who, who's played a lot of control, especially recently, like it, if, if I didn't have the, the two characters side by side and I heard the voices narrating things, I don't know if I'd be able to tell it apart. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, like, I, I don't know if I'd be able to tell by the writing which character is which. So, and, and that's always like a negative to me is when characters are, are similar enough that by the way they speak, I can't tell them apart. Um, so yeah. yeah, but I, I think overall I, I've really enjoyed the first like two hours, a little under two hours that I got to play. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't played a ton, <laughs> but I haven't been impressed because of the technical issues and just all of the other things that I was talking about. <laughs> Yeah, and a lot of the the <laughs> negative reviews I've seen are pretty focused on those tech issues. Yeah, so it, there are of course ex exceptions. I think there's a few people that just really don't like the style of puzzle that this game does, uh, in the style of like not doing a lot of direct interaction with many things. It's more of a uh, again like Silent Hill style experience that I think is certainly just not for some people. Uh, and I think a lot of those people are being forced to review this game. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> it's it's been it's been a bit since we've had. Well, because I, uh, I see criticisms in this game that are are things that people liked about Silent Hill. <laughs> it's I don't... so weird. Yeah, it, it's a situation where I just go, huh? I'm I'm just not certain. Uh, but I think if you have Game Pass. There's not. There's no reason not to try the game if you're, especially if you're. It's kind of hard to argue. Yeah, it's kind of hard to argue. At least checking it out. Because like the visual style alone is just super unique, and the the so framing striking. of a lot of things is is great. Because uh, I remember I like. The, the, go the, ahead. The beginning. The beginning scare in the morgue was quite good with how it used like the yeah. silhouette. That was very. Oh yeah. Well. <laughs> it's like that stuff was like very, shadows very moving, well as well as it not not being very jump scare heavy, at least so far. Yeah. No, it's about atmosphere, which I always, always prefer over just. Although I will say, uh, I don't know if you guys share the same complaint. I think my my biggest like minor problem with the game right now is that the sound when that that like shift between realities happens is so loud. 
compared to everything else. I can't remember it off the top. Of my I had to turn I... my sound effects way down because it was like bursting through my headset. <laughs> I actually oh. I don't hate the volume necessarily. I hate the kind of sound that plays. Yeah, because all the other sound design is very like <clears throat> subtle. It, it is yes, yeah, subtle and like like you could kind of. Like atmosphere feel the same sort of sounds playing from like a ps1 or something where it's just like kind of synthy like weird like like distant like like electronic drum hit or something with like some weird things done to it is what made the sound or whatever but then the 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 reality split sound plays and it's like your typical like horror movie like trailer jump scare sound but like skipping over itself kind of thing and it's like well i wish i wish it was something like creative over that instead like if it, if it was marianne like screaming in pain over it and that was it like echoed that would be a lot more effective than yeah the, the kind of sound they have right now was well, just generic like synth electro bass basically but like really loud <laughs> yeah uh all right so I, I think that's good for general impressions of the medium we'll probably update whenever uh we get a little bit further along and see if those those things change. Because I don't know about you guys, but I'm definitely planning on at least playing oh, yeah. a fair bit more. I'm finishing um, it. But yeah, so Alex, what are you what have you been playing this week? What's on the Alex <laughs> docket? Us. We just talked <laughs> for a while about a game that we you you don't have the opportunity to play. So <laughs> not yet, not yet. Um, I have been playing uh two two games actually. Uh, one of which is. Kronos Before the Ashes, which I believe came out somewhat recently, maybe maybe a month ago ago. Um it, it, it's um from Gunfire Games. It's very they they've well I'll I'll keep this kind of short because I also have another game that I've been playing a lot more recently. Um but they they've described it as Zelda meets Dark Souls. And um <laughs> I, I I'm I'm tired of games referring to Dark Souls like that, really. Um, but yeah, yeah, it is. It's good. It's it's fun. It's good. It has that map design that I really, really enjoy, where things loop back around with each other, and you can discover secrets and things. So, so. Alex, I, I'm curious how much you know about Chronos Before the Ashes. Uh, because this game's actually not from right now. What? It's a it's an old VR game that oh. has been ported to uh standard controls. Oh. Huh. Interesting. It's also for those who don't know Gunfire Games made a Remnant from the Ashes as well. It was a Which great is game. quite quite good. Yeah. And, oh, and the uh, the Darksiders trilogy. I, yeah, of course. This outfit that they're wearing even kind of actually just of starting. Oh yeah, they did do the whole trilogy, didn't they? I didn't, I thought they didn't do the first one, but they might. I gotta say, they, they, I, I... they didn't do the strategy offshoot. I think, or was was it a top down? Yeah, well, that well, that well, was handled by a different thing. It's Darksiders yeah. Genesis is a top down shooter. Genesis. Um, sorry, what what were you saying? I had I had another, but. Who was saying? I, I think you had something, didn't you? What? You uh, to I'm looking at a. I'm looking at some gameplay of Chronos right now, and even the the outfit that these that the player characters. It looks remnant. Kind of 
kind of yeah kind of reminds me of that starting outfit from <laughs> from remnant got the backpack some of the boss designs and like some of the areas kind of look like it too. It's more cartoony, but it kind of it's, it's got that look to it. I like I like its style. I like yeah. the visual style. No, no, I do too. Um, so it's, it's like a mature Fortnite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what was the other the other game uh, that I was playing was a collection that I got on the Switch recently, which was the uh, the the Evo Land collection, which I'd previously just previously just seen on a uh, mobile. But the collection is uh, games one and two. I finished the first one, and it was it it, it was really fun. I loved the uh, idea of the uh, like the things you're collecting in in chests instead of items being upgrades to the game itself. You know, slowly gaining. It's a super <laughs> more unique. I, I, I've seen it cool. before. It's it's a super unique. So like you open a chest and you go from like an eight bit RPG to a sixteen bit RPG. And yeah, stuff like that. yeah, and it's and super cool. The the first game ends at about um uh the the final fantasy 7 style of graphics you know like it, it, the the textures are a little bit more detailed uh so they have that in hd but it's the same um you know pre-rendered backgrounds um overworld random encounters things it, it's you know it, it's it's a nice homage to that um the sec and that that game was about like 5 hours long if you're trying to complete everything <laughs> Um, but you know, nice, nice little, uh, nice little bite-sized game. And generally pretty cheap as well. They're they're not. Oh yeah, pricey games. Uh, the whole bundle was five bucks. Yeah, uh, definitely. The worth second game. Oh wow, the second game. Um, feels like an homage to Chrono Trigger. Ooh. Which is always a compliment. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's an homage to Chrono Trigger in its story. Um, gameplay, it has the same, it has a, a, a bit of the same, uh, evolution as you go through. I don't want to spoil too much. Um, but then also what had me hook, line, and sinker into the game, even though, you know, it's just a little nod and probably not going to be done again, um, in it, or not going to be a mechanic that they revisit. They had Professor Layton-style puzzles, which just completely had me smitten for it, because it's been so long since I've had brain teaser brain teasers in a game which was nice good because that that that's just something i'm hot for yeah i definitely want to echo the evo land recommendation those games are are really really fun and great little indie rpg love letters basically yeah just about the genre as a whole which is always a fun thing to play through if you've got a few hours to kill i'm about eight hours into the second one i think now maybe nine so so I want to we're we're going to save I think what what the rest of us have been playing for later cuz we've been going for a while. Uh but I do want oh, wow. to Brett. I want I want to pitch an idea to you Brett. Yeah. I'm thinking having played partly through Ace Combat 7 now and Ooh. uh having Project Wingman on the horizon get it cuz it's I a like plane game going. and uh <laughs> you know I feel like we got to do a games cast double feature on those. Oh. <laughs> Oh my heart! So, I, I would say that's something I think Brett and I both would be very down to do. <laughs> yes, please, <laughs> just, just, just set the date and I'll be there. I gotta finish the games first, but yeah, I know. I'm making my <laughs> way through seven at a steady pace. And Wingman, God, kiss is... already, you two! My goodness, <laughs> <laughs> this is literally the most the most romantic thing anyway. What, what happens in the mech suits stays in the mech suits. 
<laughs> what happens at the entry plug stays oh in the entry my. plug, okay? Oh my. Yep. <laughs> All right. So I think that is pretty good. We we covered a lot of stuff this episode. We talked pretty in depth about the medium. I don't know if we're going to go into any more detail about it. Uh if we do minor updates on the medium, that'll be likely down the line. Um we'll see if it, if it's a game that I think we have interest in doing a games club episode on. I'm not sure. So we'll, yes. we'll see about that down the line. But uh, definitely worth playing if you have Games Pass. I don't think I would recommend buying the game at full price because it is like yeah. $50. That's a pretty what, sizable chunk of change. What would uh, what would we agree on being like a good like sale price? I, I, I like 25. I would say no more than 30. 30. Yeah, yeah, I'd say 30 would be the, the space where I'd feel comfortable recommending it. Uh, but at the same time, like, if you can play the medium, you're on a platform that has access to Game Pass. Yeah. It's not that long of a anyway. game. Just try Games Pass for a month for a dollar and play the game if you want to. Yeah. Like, I, I think that would be by far the best <laughs> path. Because I, I don't think this is a game you're going to want to replay multiple times. Generally, these kind of horror games are, are those one and done experiences. So, yeah, which again make, like makes the price no. a little bit yeah. difficult to swallow since it doesn't really have any uh, replay value in that respect. Yeah. Unless it's like until done when you want to, you know, get all those different. Well, there's no branching the endings. Yeah, this is a, this is not a branching yeah. path yeah. game. Uh, it's telling it. It's telling its story. So yeah, I, I do definitely feel confident recommending Game Pass <laughs> if you don't have Game Pass to <laughs> to play this game. Uh, a lot of fun. It is. The first it like it's a single Washington. I think it's it's one of the first major games, especially on PC, that is true next gen in that it's not going to support a lot of older hardware. So definitely do your research on if your computer can run it. <laughs> uh, Twenty seventy seems to be what I would probably consider not the minimum, but c getting close to it. I probably wouldn't try to play this with less than like a a ten seventy or a, or a twenty sixty. Um, I think trying to play it on less than that might not work very well for you, especially because like the visual, the visual fidelity of the game is super important to the art style. Yeah. So, it's like there was a moment at the start where I looked down at a rug on the floor and I was like, "Whoa, that rug <laughs> so is so high Ooh. resolution." <laughs> and uh, yeah, that it, thread count. It was yeah, like I could see the thread count. It was crazy and uh, very very. <laughs> You can tell where the budget went for this. Like, the art is <laughs> amazing. The rug. Uh, so yeah, I definitely who's, think. Who's that's this guy working on the rugs? We need to give that man a raise. <laughs> give him all the budget. <laughs> wow. This is, uh, why I feel like Wyatt's gonna lose it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> well, I'm now. I'm just remembering because, like, I don't remember. Let the rug it. man feed his family. <laughs> Well, because I remember other parts of it looking kind of rough. Like I remember, um, really, like the yeah, like I remember looking at the fur on the inside of like, um, like Marianne like a shag jacket. carpet. It was it's it's like she has like a leather jacket, but there's kind of like a fur inside. It's a fur lined jacket. Lined. And like I remember the fur not looking too great either. That might be DLSS doing some funky stuff. I think in general Maybe? DLSS works really well for this game because of the fixed camera angles. There's not a lot of camera movement happening, which means objects are in the same place, so they get more detail with DLSS. Uh, but for her, that doesn't that isn't happening. Marianne's moving around, so I have a feeling it's it's related to that. If you have DLSS on, hmm. I yeah. don't know. I don't remember it looking like super uh, 
impressive. But you know what? It's probably just me. It might depend on the settings you set. Because on my end, Maybe. it is definitely... Like, when you were saying was, this game isn't one of the most visually impressive games, I was like, what? I, yeah. <laughs> I, even at, like, low, <laughs> where it literally I was looked playing... like the PS2 games it is partially inspired by. I mean, I wasn't like, able to change... is fucking on point. I mean, everything was, was, like, was, like, on max. I wasn't able to change my settings because the game kept crashing. I don't this know. This is true. It might have had uh, the dynamic resolution setting on. I think mine did by default, and I turned that off immediately. <laughs> oh, wow. You could go into your, your settings menu unscathed. I'm so happy. Well, but I, I couldn't leave it without the game going back to the main menu. So, <laughs> 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 so the, there are a few issues that probably need to be sorted out with this game uh, no. <laughs> to keep in mind, at least on PC, but uh, otherwise enjoyable. All right. So that means we're, we're to the part of the show where we do the thing. Thing. Y'all remember the thing? It's called Shadow. Of course I remember oh, that the thing, Ryan. <laughs> that thing, of course. Yeah, of course, Who of course. Who would forget the thing? So I'm going to start because I, I need to take the shout out while it's still there. And I, I got to give a shout out to Goo because, <laughs> man, <laughs> that, that little, the little 90s game studio that could, except it couldn't because it's gone now. But <laughs> Rest in peace, Goo. I, I'm really glad they worked on the Atelier games. <laughs> That's a really... Just it, it warms my soul. All right. Fills it with goo. You know what, Wyatt? You've been chomping at the bit this entire time, I'm sure. Ready with your <laughs> shout out. Uh shout out to my uh recent uh brain blast for suddenly realizing that Kronos, the game that we were just talking about, is actually a prequel to Remnant, which is why it looks so similar. It's a prequel. Uh -huh. I didn't huh. I was like I was like Wait a minute, that looks really similar. And then the trailer I was watching, it said Ward 13. I'm like, all right, hold, wait a minute. <laughs> and then I looked it up, and yeah, it's a prequel to uh, to Remnant. And then I guess mini shout out because it's called Pronos Before the Ashes, and then it's called Remnant oh, From uh, the Ashes. Uh, I see, I see. You clever, clever, clever people. Clever, clever studio. You or, or should I say? Or should I say, clever girl? All right, Alex. Alex, take us away from Wyatt. Park. I, I know, I know. Who cares, God? Alex, please save us from Wyatt with your shout out. Wow, <laughs> I can just leave if that's what you want. Oh, uh, shout out to Evil Land. Really, that's what I. That's what I was uh, planning to shout out. It's just a, a fun game full of homages. Nice, nice. Yeah. yeah. Hey Brett, Europe. Yeah. Um. What about Europe? Well, my my my. Be quiet. My, <laughs> my shout out is actually a recommendation directed right at you, uh, Mr. Alex. Um. You know, we're we're talking about uh whatever before the ashes and remnant from the ashes. What about Ashen? If you like the style of I the whatever the the first game. Chronos. Before the ashes. I'm, yeah, Chronos. Okay. Ooh, is that the Chrono Trigger? Um, <laughs> Ashen is. That. It also has like a adult uh Fortnite, and it is just kind of the same game. Um, is that? It's, it's a multiplayer game, but it? it's like you switch between fighting styles. No, that's no. Absolver. Absolver. Yes. It well, is... Ashen kind of has like a low poly look to it, almost from what I remember. Yeah, it looks like Chronos. It's... It's yeah, Ashen. they look very Ooh. similar. Ooh. Your character in Ashen doesn't oh, have a face like Absolver. 
Um, but it is something that I would definitely classify as adult Fortnite. Um, and if you want, uh, oh, I love kind it, of that that style of game, it is very good. Oh, that is that is looking nice. Yeah, Ashen's a game I've had on my list to finish. I played like half of it a long, long time ago and just never finished it. It's so hard. <laughs> oh my god. God, that looks beautiful. Yeah, you're you're meant wow. to play it with two people, but if you're cool, you don't need. Well, you get AI. That's the cool thing. Yeah. It lets you play with AI companions, so you're never alone, which is Are nice. they competent? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, y'all they're decent. Know how much y'all know how much how much Ryan and I like AI companions in video games. I don't even care. AI companions are great. Like, I just like having them around. I don't even care if they're like at all useful. They're just cool. I like. It, it means the developers were competent them. enough to program the AI of a companion, which usually means. They were competent, competent enough to make a decent game. So you're right, <laughs> and it's for the Usually. Switch, my primary console where I'm living currently. So that is perfect. There you go. I'll, no. I'll take you up on that recommendation. I don't know how the Switch port is. Uh, I haven't played it, Me but neither. the PC port, uh, PC port. I think it was made for PC works really well. Uh, but all right, so that that's our show. We did the show. We're we did it. Any final notes before I hit the outro button? No, oh, right. no. Great. Well, we're passing, <laughs> we're passing on to the beyond, going into the light, as the outro plays. Using our spirit blast. <laughs> oh God! Spirit I went to the shadow blast. world. Got a spirit blast. Look, we gotta send Yugi to the shadow realm. <laughs> how? Wait. How does the Yu-Gi-Oh series end? Doesn't he actually die and go to the spirit realm or something? I hope so. 